today we're joined by our good friend Kelly Rowland, who will be helping us interview Jeffrey Cadian McCann. Jeff is the artistic director and founder of the Hartford Fringe Festival, a 10-day theater festival in Hartford's West End that is going to his third year at the Carriage House Theater at 360 Farmington Avenue. This year's Fringe Fest will feature dozens of acts ranging from theater and dance to stand-up comedy and performance art, and will take place during the last week of October. All right, so without any further ado, why don't we go ahead and welcome Kelly and Jeff. So Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kelly, for joining us as co-host. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, my name is Jeffrey K. McCann. I am the, uh, I guess, the head ringmaster of the Hartford Fringe Festival. Mm. Mm. <laughs> And for our listeners who may or may not know what the Fringe Festival is, could you describe it? Okay, a description of the Fringe Festival. Uh, The Fringe Festival is a, well, for us, it's a 10-day event here in Hartford at the Carriage House Theater on Farmington Avenue, 360 Farmington Avenue. And it's 10 days of performances. We have uh, uh, theater uh, performances, dance, uh, opera. Um, We have comedians. And they're uh, from the greater Hartford area, Connecticut, as well as Maine, New Jersey, New York, Arizona, and North Carolina so far. Uh, this is our third year of the uh, festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Most of the festivals are worldwide. There's the Edinburgh Festival, which is the most famous and the oldest of the festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are, uh, we're more, we're smaller, we're new. Uh, this is, again, our third year, and we most of the festivals have different venues, different locations uh, for their artists and performances and things like that with us, unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully we'll grow, and right now our one venue is the Carriage House Theater. Mm. So, so we'll have performances going starting on uh, October 20th through the 30th, and on the 30th, that's when we'll do the best of the fringe when uh, the audience during the 10-day run will vote on who they think is the best. We pick three, uh, they pick three of the best by uh, coins, little wooden coins, and they put them in the jars in the lobby, and whoever has the most votes, one, two, and three, will perform on the 30th on the last day of the festival. Awesome. That's a lot. <laughs> and That's I know awesome. that you've put in your own shows as well, and you've done your own work as a playwright. Right. Can you and tell us a little bit about that? Uh, the first year uh, when we weren't getting acts, <laughs> I had to put in one of my shows, which I did actually at the Seattle Fringe Festival years ago uh, called Black Irish. And um, we performed uh, four or five of those times and we end up becoming one of the winners of the best of the festival oh, awesome. uh, but it was kind of awkward because you know you also producing the festival you're also directing one of the shows you're also directing another show that came in the festival that came in second and that one best of the festival and so you're doing all this work all at once I'm not doing that this year. <laughs> I will. Uh, my goal is just to focus and get the artists up on stage and get their work put out there and mm-hmm. promote it and promote them 
as best as possible. Right. So. Awesome. I know that you had, um, you moved from to back to Hartford. Is that correct? Right. I was uh, well. Long story. I'll try to shorten it. Um, my well, I I moved to Maine. <laughs> South Portland, Maine, and lived there for about three years. And my partner, who became my husband, uh, we decided that you know we need to be back home here in Connecticut because our family, his fam, his parents were getting older, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the parents was ill. Um, so we just felt like we needed to be back here um, with our fa- ever-growing, fam- my ever-growing family, mm-hmm. um, and. We just wanted to reconnect, and also we felt like we needed to be back in Hartford anyway. And I felt like putting the doing the Fringe Festival in Hartford, which I've always wanted to do for mm. years. I figured this was the right time to do it. Mm. So, yeah. So I got a quick question. Uh, <laughs> so you moved from Hartford to Seattle, back to Hartford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff here in Hartford mm-hmm. prior to moving to Seattle. Gotcha. I was one. Of, I was one of the founding, I guess, one of the founding members of the Connecticut Gay and Lesbian Film Festival, which is now mm. Out Film Connecticut. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Day one. Um, then I was uh, with. Uh, I was one of. Well, I didn't. I didn't find it, but I was there day one of the Hartford Children's Theater mm-hmm. with fifty bucks in the bank. Uh, when wow. we started, um, and I've worked at Hartford Stage backstage, uh, looking in. Huh. I've done a lot of theater in the area. Artist Collective uh, yeah. was with groups with Youth Theater Unlimited, Company One, uh, Protein Theater. A lot of these groups are no longer in existence, but I've done a lot of stuff in Hartford. But um, after the children's theater, after working with the children's theater for five years, felt like there was nothing else to do. They were deciding to go in a different direction than the original uh, premise was. Right. And I just said, go to Seattle. <laughs> no, a friend of my partner now, husband, uh, was living out there with somebody else, but we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then... But the thing about it, with Seattle at that time, we're talking grunge time. We're talking early nineties, mid nineties, early nineties, mm-hmm. uh, when grunge was great and hot and everything dot com, everything blowing up left mm-hmm. and right. The theater community was booming. Everybody was moving to Seattle. Plus, the uh, film industry was big. You know, you had singles, the movie singles. You had all these TV shows like Medicine Ball. You had all these shows that were being filmed in Seattle. Mm. So a lot of actors and stuff were coming in from like North Carolina, Chicago, Arizona, New York were all moving. And Portland was part of that. That Portland, Seattle, Vancouver. What a Northwest. Right. Were filming movies and things Mm -hmm. like that. So everybody was moving to Seattle. I, you know, I knew that the theater scene was really booming there. So I definitely wanted to be a part of it. And I knew that if I stayed here in Connecticut or in Hartford, I wasn't going to go anywhere. So Mm -hmm. being there, I learned a lot how to write and produce and direct and um, put shows on and how to promote them, how to barter, uh, all these things. I think all these things that I learned there, I would have never been able to do here because I felt like 
it was everything was closed mm -hmm. you know when it came to a lot of the community theaters a lot of the regional theaters and things like that and I don't and I didn't necessarily go to college I mm -hmm. learned from being a part of theater companies in the area uh, community theaters the children's theater mm -hmm. and stuff like that um, so and I just learned that way and I knew that uh, I wasn't going to be able to get any further in the career because I didn't go to college. Right. So doing what I'm doing now, I'm calling shots and I'm able to do all the things that I want to do. And I'm learning along the way. I'm not mean. I'm not saying that I learned everything, mm -hmm. but I'm learning. I'm learning stuff left and right. So yeah. Amazing. So I, I know that. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that where you really started writing and doing a lot of your playwright work? Is when you were out in Seattle. Uh, no, I actually started here. You started here. I did. My first play was called A Fine Line. It was about racism at our inner city high school. It was about a white student that goes to a predominantly black school. And it was loosely based on the Chef versus O'Neill court case about the desegregation of the equal but separate uh, school education. Mm -hmm. um, and so we did. I did that play like ever, like three or four times here, produced it left and right. And then I did it, and then I, when I moved out to Seattle, it was the very first show that I produced out for the Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. We did really well. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I learned a lot of my own working playwriting stuff here in Connecticut. But when I got to Seattle, I really was able to focus and do a lot of writing and was able to feel like a playwright because a lot of my friends, when we were a part of the Hartford Stage Youth Theater, they had a youth theater way back before the group that they have now, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and they were paid. They didn't pay them. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting paid, and we did shows like Kiss Me Kate of the I Sing mm -hmm. on the town, uh, Rebel, uh, um, uh, Two Men, Two, two Gentlemen of Verona, uh, West Side Story, all these wow. like classic shows. Um, but a lot of them have, you know, moved on, moved mm -hmm. to New York. Uh, and stuff like that and uh, Broadway and Hollywood I mean you know and stuff but they, there was nothing left here per right, se right. so and you did and I didn't know what I was doing because I moved from acting to dancing into like playwriting so, so. all right so <laughs> a lot of stuff we can only ask a question with your origin story <laughs> why theater and at what age were you like, okay, this is who I am, this is what I'm gonna do? Uh, seven. Mm. I wrote my first, uh, I, okay, I wrote my first, what I thought was a play uh, <laughs> for elementary school for Puerto Rican week. When hmm. they, remember okay. when they had Puerto Rican yeah. week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've expanded. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I wrote a play in at John C. Clark School. Oh. North End, yeah, let's go. North End. Mm -hmm. uh, for what, one of the first classes that were that went there when it opened in 75. Wow. I'm sh no, not 75, sorry. Mm, 71. Oh, wow. Yeah, show my age. But I look good. We don't crack. And so I wrote, a play, I wrote a play. I wrote a play. I did not know anything. So it was about this, uh, I don't know, um, uh, it was Puerto Rican Week, so I wrote a play about Puerto Rican Week, mm -hmm. and it was taking place on a farm in Puerto Rico, and I made the sets and the puppets and had the cast and stuff like that. So that was my first foray into producing 
a play and I didn't know what I was doing, you mm -hmm. know. And you know, you're when you're seven or eight or nine, you know, yeah, you yeah. don't know what Just you're do doing. It. Yeah. But then, you know, I uh, started reading a lot of scripts, didn't know what I was doing. And then it just happened. Uh, it just went into acting. I really fell into it. I really liked the performing. I liked making, you know, mm -hmm. the audience laugh and and um, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just went into my uh, went into other roles with the Artist Collective and Hartford Stage Youth Theater mm -hmm. and some of the other local groups in the area. And then and and then I, that's how I got into dance. Uh, and did that for like three years, and then and then when again when everybody started graduating and leaving Connecticut, Hartford, and stuff like that, I knew that I wasn't uh, a career dancer mm -hmm. or a career mm -hmm. actor. So I knew mm -hmm. that, and also I felt like I needed to find something that was mine that was uh, because I felt like uh, I wasn't being taken care, I wasn't being taken serious as a performer. So I knew that I could control doing uh, stuff if I was a playwright. Okay. So that's when I fell into playwright, and then that's how I my first play was a fine line. So. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. So, question for you: With the, as far as the Hartford Fringe Festival goes, and you coming back here from Seattle and inspiration, what is if you were to say? Kind of like the the overall goal goal and like the love that you have for Hartford, you know why why Hartford? What do you? Why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, that that was the kind of, that's kind of the question that I got. Why people were saying why the French Festival? Why Hartford? Why not? Why Har Hartford can support something like this. If you can support if you can support the Jazz Festival, mm -hmm. you can support the uh, West Indian parades and the Puerto Rican parades and all these that's other right. events in town. Why can't you support something that's theater oriented or performance oriented? Mm -hmm. So I mean, not to knock the other groups, and that's great, but I felt like there was really nothing here for yeah. theater yeah. or for mm -hmm. someone who doesn't know what it takes to be uh, to produce a show. And the thing about the Fringe Festival, it is an open opportunity for somebody who may have had a script sitting in their desk from college and always wonder why, you know, I wonder what this play would be like if I produced it. Mm -hmm. This is, gives them the opportunity mm -hmm. and affordable compared to some of the other French festivals in the country that charges you $500 to do mm -hmm. the festival oh, wow. and stuff like that. We are affordable. Mm -hmm. We may not have all the, uh, the, the bells and whistles as the other groups, but at least we're getting your work up on stage, right. or you're getting your work on stage. It could be a workshop production, it could be a polished production, mm -hmm. but if you get to get to see it on stage, and you get to get the reaction from mm. the audience and the critiques and so whatever, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. if it's a work in progress, at least with the work in progress, you see it on stage. And if you decide that you want to take it and go somewhere else with it, you right. can do the rewrites and all that right, other stuff right. and find mm -hmm. out what, and then hear the feedback from the audience to see, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the one main thing about the Fringe Festival is we want to give people opportunities, but you know, we're not, uh, we're not uh, 
wealthy or uh, mm -hmm. we have a big budget or anything like that. So it's not like we can do a lot more things like put you up <laughs> mm -hmm. <Right. laughs> yeah. or pay you a stipend or anything like that. Right, right. You know, you this is a nuts and bolts, ground roots, uh, grassroots kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So we do what we can. I mean, right. that's what theater is usually all about. I mean, if mm -hmm. you want to be paid, you know, for being here and stuff like that, you got to find some other. Right. Because <laughs> right. we not it. Right. 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 So. I remembered um, uh, during the pandemic, um, was that when the Hartford French Festival was like kicking off, right? When it was the year, was it the year after? Year before. Year before. We did, we started in 2019, putting okay. everything together uh, and we decided, and we did virtual the second year, which I was not happy about mm -hmm. because I felt like I like to be interactive with the audience. I felt like that's where, you know, you can express yourself and they can get a feel for the audience and, mm -hmm. you know, the sounds of the laughs or whatever from the audience. Um, and then we took the, the, third, the third year off uh, to reorganize stuff, to get structural better mm -hmm. uh and then that's when we we said and hopefully the COVID would be over or at least partially over or whatever yeah. Yeah. and so we felt like that gives us more of a time to do mm -hmm. all the things that we wanted to do for mm -hmm. the festival and i think you know it, it's working out so far because i mean who I mean, on the average, for the first two years, we had 18 acts, and now we have 23. Wow. So people are ready to come back into the fold or come back and performing again live. So All right. So, so speaking of that, what can we expect from this year's festival? When and when can we find out who uh, these 23 acts are going to be? Soon. <laughs> 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 Look, I mean, the, the, here's the thing. When you're trying to schedule 23 acts and then you have to hear some of the well we would like if we can form this day or this day because I got this person and it's <laughs> mind-blowing so we will be announcing soon okay uh, but several of the acts are deaf I can uh, I can well I can give you some of the names uh, we have several acts from from Hartford which I'm really happy about because that was kind of the um, that was kind of the negative thing about people were saying there weren't more people from Hartford, and I'm right. like, now we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ruby's Realm, which is a local theater group in town. They're mm -hmm. doing a, a show. We have Rob Santos. He's going to be in it. Raggedy Rob. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. We have, uh, we have the, well, West Hartford, we have uh, the, the New England Ballet Theater Company, the, um, from West Hartford. Uh, we have Renegades uh, uh, reading there from West Hartford. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing Jacques Lemaire's new play, mm -hmm. uh, reading his new play. Um, who else? There's, uh, oh, Francis Sharp, mm -hmm. who is a local theater actress who's been around. She was my teacher and in elementary as well as in high school uh, at Weaver, when mm -hmm. I went to Weaver. Didn't graduate from there, but I went to Weaver. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have we have a lot of great acts this year, and I'm really excited. And 
like seven acts from Hartford nice. particularly. Wow. So, yeah. That's so awesome. That's very exciting. That's yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah. Exciting. Y'all listen to that. Yeah, hear that, right? Yeah. Hartford acts are being on the French festival, so come <laughs> on out. <Yeah. laughs> Definitely, because we were we were just floored when, you know, we, people, you know, people were saying that they also felt that it wasn't as diverse. Uh, but this is, you we got diversity. We right. got some acts. We got a, uh, a group called the Lexington Players of New England, and they are doing the uh, the Mountaintop, uh, which is an hour show based on Martin Luther King's last day. Um, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Or before his assassination. Um, so uh, it's we're all over the place. We're mm. all over the place. So we're representing. Okay. <laughs> so. So what do we do to get our tickets to come to this show? How does that work with well, the process? Uh, that will be online. Okay. Uh, we'll be starting to sell tickets in September, September 1st. Um, and you'll be able to get tickets. Tickets right now, we are still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hoping we're hoping to do an all-fest pass, too. So if you, or if you buy, like, you know, a pass, you'll be able to see, like, maybe 10 shows. Mm. Uh, Hopefully affordably. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Affordably. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it uh, is now. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, we. Um, it's again. We have a lot of great shows. Uh, we, you know, um, and we hope to build on that, and we hope to build on opening up other venues for next year. But uh, mm. oh, wow. this, is, this has been really great so far. So right as of now, it's 23 acts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from now until September, October, you just, you know. Right. But, right. So let's just say 23 acts now. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to take the week off of work and just camp in the state right? probably at this point. <laughs> All right. So Hartford Fringe Festival is a nonprofit. Yes, it is. So that means that you need – both volunteers and donations, I would assume. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> how can our listeners help you in both of those regards? Well, uh, you can, if you want to volunteer, you can uh, go to our email. Um, it's uh, peerwaterproductions at gmail.com. Or if you want to donate, we have a donation page. Um, you would have to go to peerwaterproductions.org, which is... Um, uh, the producers. We're mm. the pro- Clearwater Productions. is the name of the company, uh, and we're the producers of the Hartford French Festival. And so you can there, are, there are tabs on there for donations on either page. So you can go to the Hartford French Festival uh, page also. Great. But, we uh, will make sure that all of those links end up in the show notes. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it, Right now, I mean, like I said, we are a a young company or young group producing this, and right now we are getting donations from my Facebook page or, you know, like things like that. But Mm -hmm. we're also um, hoping that people will donate when they uh, come to the theater Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, we we would like this to last as long as we can, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. but we definitely can't do this on our own. The first year uh, and the second year, I've been basically putting in my own money when I was working. I'm not working because of a little surgery (laughs) here, Mm -hmm. but uh, hopefully I won't have to do that anymore. And also we're doing this for 
the love of theater and performers and artists and things like that, and we're not getting paid. Mm. So, so you naysayers out there who think that Ooh. why are we uh, charging uh, for to do this is because what we're doing is we're paying for the insurance of the theater, we're paying for the publicity, marketing, and we're also performing for a theater space that you can have because these uh, you can't just walk into a theater and think that you can afford. Uh, sometimes maybe you can. I don't know, but you can't. Most artists cannot afford the the amount of money that they're asking right. for rental or the spaces. So this is a easier, simpler, cheaper way to get your show performed. Mm. And you 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 basically the risk that you're taking is you're paying for one or two or three shows. We are taking a thirty percent cut of the door, and that goes back into the theater. That goes back into producing it for next year or whatever. And we, the the the, the staff, which is right now up two, are not getting paid. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this because we love theater. Mm -hmm. We hope maybe that'll change down the line. <laughs> but right now, we're doing this because we love theater. We love performers. We love artists. We love everything about when it comes to the performing arts. Mm -hmm. So. Now that you say thank you for what you're doing for the city as well. Yeah. Uh, this labor of love is. is 100%. And that's why it's really important to try to get the French Festival out because people don't know what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that first year when we were trying to promote it, people thought that the entry fee, the $25 registration, was too much. They thought that $175 was too much. And the thing about it is, it's cheap compared to if you tried to rent these theaters by yourself right. so we're trying to and also it's sometimes it's difficult to get insurance mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you have to have the, uh, the, the paper to say we're insured and it's just you know we cut all that right we cut all that and and also you're paying just a small to do it and people and some and maybe it is too much for people i don't know but we give you enough time to try to get the funding that you need when uh from the when we open the application line to when we close it so we gave like two and a half months three mm -hmm. months right so and you know we and we still will work with you but mm -hmm. you know you have to gotta get it to yeah. us soon because that money goes into helping, you know, getting the publicity going and right. whatever else. So, yeah. But yeah. I think it's amazing that um, we have we're, we have this platform now where we get to have other artists connecting to each other, mm -hmm. which is I you know I haven't seen that in a while. I think the pandemic kind of definitely put a halt on that. Right. And I think that that's pretty amazing. You know, shake hands and rub shoulders with right. the comedians going to talk to. You know the Shakespearean, you know, right. and mm -hmm. it's gonna be. But you know, we're still taking precaution. We're not. I mean, we're not saying it's gone. The, the mm -hmm. whole pandemic. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, we're gonna be taking precautions with the theater. Okay. Um, and you know, with the uh, with the mask or option or whatever. I mean, we're still working on the the, the gist of it. Yeah. So we make sure that when you come to the theater, we got signs up saying, you know, uh, please be careful or take care or each other or whatever and we're doing that with the artists too we're not you know it's like you need to take care of whatever to make sure that you guys are safe before you 
you know, you perform or whatever. So nice. So outside of this, uh, the uh, Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. <laughs> what other things or projects do you have going? Uh, right now, it's just basically our focus right now is just getting this up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we we definitely want to do other shows that's not Fringe Festival related. This is just right now our the biggest project right mm-hmm. now. And we've been having, we've been trying to do other shows uh, since last year, you know, to line them up and things like that. But right now, I think our main focus is the Fringe Festival. We eventually would love to do other shows mm-hmm. uh, and get that going. Um, I mean, I, I have a three-show play that I want to do uh, about a uh, gay romantic comedy that I wrote, mm-hmm. did in Seattle, did really well, did in Portland. Uh, was done down in Newtown or something. I can't even remember mm-hmm. the town okay. anymore, but somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, but I would like to actually premiere that here because mm. they've never been done all three uh, together. Right. So okay. I'll do one week, second week, then third week, and then the fourth week, put them all together. Mm. So that's that's uh, the Blue Moon Chronicles is that one. So I want to do that one at some point. Um, but this has been taking up a lot of my time. So. Yeah. All right. This, this section right here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. All right. So what we normally do, we stop the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we get asked three questions, and we kind of gather ourselves. You did such a phenomenal job. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Explaining everything. I Good tried. job. <laughs> now, speech, 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 speech. Uh, do you want to drink now, or? Oh, I'll drink. I, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. All right, let's go get you something. All right, so Jeff, we like to wrap up every single episode with the uh, same three questions. So Kelly, why don't you take it away? So what can you tell us is your favorite thing about Hartford? My favorite thing about Hartford? Um, It's not Boston. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with that. It's not New York. It is... (laughs) What, no, well, I mean, in, in all honesty, Shots it's fired. not. No, <laughs> seriously, it's not those. It's not big. Right. Yeah. It's all right. It's it's just right. It's not uh, oversaturated with a lot of people, unfortunately. But it's it's you know, like if you go to people, always say, "I love going to New York, but I like coming back home." Mm-hmm. That's the thing about Hartford because you can if you want excitement or you want uh you want to go see broadway shows you want to go out dancing and all that stuff you can see see that here but you can also you know you can also just say i've done it going back home right you know Mm -hmm. you can go and Mm -hmm. chill out you can it's not frenzy it's not frenzy i mean as many people say that they would they wish hartford was more exciting but you know you not everything is always you know, right. good on the other side of the fence. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I and I like the simplicity of Hartford. That uh, you know, I like being when my family's here, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, you could be in the mountains like this, or you could be on the shore like this. Mm-hmm. And then, matter of fact, you don't have to do 
the extra right. to go to mm-hmm. these places. Mm-hmm. So I, I like being in Hartford. I like being in Connecticut, and that's why we came back because we felt like it, Hartford is going to boom at some point. We don't know when, but we want to be there when mm-hmm. things start to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want to be on the ground. And that's why the French Festival, hopefully, mm-hmm. will right. be part of that. Uh, renaissance. Yeah, right. renaissance. It's yeah. a Hartford Renaissance that we don't know about that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there are theater, there are artists in the area, and there are innovative, technically, uh, people that are in the area that want that to happen for Hartford, and I want to be there for it. Mm-hmm. Amen. So if you could change one thing about Hartford, and only one thing. Only one. What would that be? Just one. Stores in Hartford. Yes. Downtown Hartford. More stores. Get rid of that parking lot that's on Main Street. It's ridiculous. Bring back department stores back in Hartford. I remember, I mean, I'm older than all of you. Again, it's still look good. I mean, I miss, man never I miss, miss, I miss, he the, never miss, I miss the G Fox, I miss the yeah. Sage Allen, mm-hmm. I miss yeah. Newberry's, I miss going mm-hmm. to the record store, Roz record store and Newberry. I miss even Casual Corner that used to be on the corner, Pratt and Main. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was a women's store, but it was a store. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I miss the peanut shop that used to be yep. across from Old State House and with Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss going to the Gap and uh, and uh, uh, the Bed Bath and Beyond before Bed Bath and Beyond was Bath Bath and Beyond in the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. I uh, the chocolate uh, Munson's. I miss all those stores, all these things that were in Hartford. It's interesting that you're getting all these uh, apartment buildings being built in Hartford, and you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to always go out to West Farm Mall. I don't want to go to Buckland Mall. I don't want to go outside in the suburbs to go and go grocery shopping. I want life back in downtown Hartford, particularly between the Pratt and the Asylums mm-hmm. uh, area. It's ridiculous that these you got people coming into town who work in town and can't go shopping for like you know like getting a gift for like during Christmas time. I remember bags. People with the Sage Allen bags and G Fox bags mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, you don't get that anymore. Yes, you sir. don't really get that anymore. And and get rid of the Burger King downstairs. Uh, down there. <laughs> so, but overall, department stores, stores, grocery store, something back yeah. in Hartford. Get that life back into that part of Hartford. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Now let's spotlight some of the spots that normally don't get talked about. What are the hidden gems that you like to? talk about carriage house theater mm. carriage house theater there we uh, go. you want a show you want to do a show you want to see some great shows and particularly with heartbeat ensemble or new artists who are looking to do stuff carriage house theater has everything has space has lights and sound and everything i mean you know it may not be as affordable but i mean at least it's some. It's a performing art space, and I mm-hmm. think it's a f- more affordable than some of the spaces around. Uh, I've tried uh, producing a shows 
using a rehearsal space, particularly, they wanted eighteen hundred dollars for four for four nights, and I'm wow. like, I'm That's like, wild. nope, not happening. <laughs> if I have to do it in my basement, and we got a large basement now, yeah, uh, I will do the rehearsals there. I will do anything and everything that I can to make the show affordable. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to kill myself and spend eighteen hundred dollars for just to rehearse for four nights mm-hmm. at. Uh, some space and I yeah. think the affordability of rental spaces in Hartford needs to happen for artists theater artists performers particularly mm-hmm. but you got to do what you got to do so you know yeah. people perform, rehearsing their apartments so I mean you have to do that you have to do that but Carriage House is I think the hidden gem in Hartford I mean if it was good enough for the Hartford, Print, uh, Hartford Stage Company mm-hmm. and Ensemble, the, uh, Heartbeat Ensemble, it's good enough for the Hartford Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, preach. So, Jeff, this has been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Why don't you go ahead me. and uh, promo yourself one more time before we let you go? And uh, I am Jeffrey Kagan McCann. I am the artistic or executive director of the Hartford Fringe Festival, and we are. Excited that we are bringing 23 acts coming this fall, October 20th through the 30th at the Carriage House Theater at 360 Farmington Avenue in Hartford. I hope you will come. Please check out our website, either Pierwater Productions, which is the producer of the festival, or HartfordFrenchFestival.org. <laughs> All right, and uh, social media are you? Uh, we, our, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. We are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. All right, it's been a pleasure, Jeff. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so, Thank much. You so Thank much. You. Thanks for listening to the Heartbeat with your host Cam and Drock. We hope you enjoyed our interview today with Jeffrey Kagan McCann. Join us next week. We're going to be interviewing Nelson Ortiz from Abstract Framework. As always, you can head over to theheartbeatct.com to sign up to our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources available in the show notes. And please be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review as well as wherever you listen to this. It goes a long way in helping us out and helping people discover us. Thank you to the Spigot Cafe for hosting us and to Jeff and Kelly for joining us. Well, that's all, folks. See you next week on The The Heartbeat. Heartbeat.